gang, Jason here for the Love of Tractors, and I'm back with another episode. So this one took, um, well, a, a good solid month or more, longer than I'd hoped it would. Initially, I'd planned to try to get one of these out every two weeks this winter. Um, some of you guys that maybe like know or check out my live streams know that the last several months of my life have been extremely hectic and kind of crazy, and particularly these last six weeks or so. Uh, I am very happy to announce, and I don't mind sharing this here because a lot of you have asked me, especially out when you've seen me at the shows, I'm very happy to announce that my dad is doing well. He is out of the hospital. He does have to have some continuing treatment. Uh, that's taken up quite a bit of our time, but that's okay. It's just an excuse to spend more time with my dad, which is uh, always an awesome thing. So anyway, I appreciate everyone who has messaged me or come up to me at shows to ask how dad's doing means a lot to us. I know a lot of you guys know him or have met him over the years uh, in, you know, in the farm toy world. He's, uh, you know, when him and I are at a toy show, we're pretty, um, we stand out. How about that? Uh, we're both pretty big, hefty fellas. And um, anyway, <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of people know us just by looking at us. And um, it, it means a lot that you guys care and, and, and come and ask us how dad's doing. In fact, he's hoping that he will be at the Quincy show uh, the Mark Twain show here at the end of February. So hope to see him back out at a show. He can come and hang out with us and he'll be out shopping and talking and all the things that he likes to do. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me. We've got a ton to talk about on this episode. We've got some new toys. We've got to discuss toy prices. Mm, I didn't. That's a touchy subject, but I think it's something we kind of need to talk about here a little bit and all sorts of other fun things. So with that said, uh, this episode is brought to you by Noonmaker Manufacturing. Noonmaker Manufacturing specializing in 3D printed parts for your farm toy display to customize things like trucks, construction equipment, and other items for your display. If you want to see what Noonmaker Manufacturing has, check out Dogtown. There's quite a few items over there on Dogtown, or you can check us out on your Instagram and all of that. Uh, Noonmaker Manufacturing, that's N-U-N-E-M-A-K-E-R-M-F-G. .net. All right, guys. So here we are. First podcast of 2022. Please apologize uh, for the dinging in the background. So <laughs> I've I've got another phone. I, I suppose I could go back through and edit those out, but I, I don't know. Like this is hardly a professional podcast at this point. Uh, maybe someday, but you know, right now, not so much. Um, anyway... <laughs> So the first thing, I think really, I thought I would talk new new toys first, but really I think I'm going to talk about toy prices first, because they kind of go hand in hand. And I think um, a lot of you, myself included, have gotten a little bit of sticker shock here in the last few weeks, last month or so. Uh, it really seems like uh, after National, the prices really ramped up on these uh, on, on the farm toys to the point now where, um, you know, anything four wheel drive is going to run you more than 20 bucks, if not more than 30 bucks in some spots, um, regular tractors, you know, you're going to be at least in the double digits. Um, and then of course, if it's like a prestige or, uh, something along those lines, going to be more, more in the $20 range. Of course, I'm talking, uh, 64 scale. 16th scale, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. 16th scale, I think, has priced me out of the market. 
And it's not that I couldn't go out and buy a $200 16-scale tractor every once in a while, like a couple times a year. But I just think I'm not going to. I think I'm going to focus on 164th um, because I just have a hard time spending that much money on on a tractor. So, for example, what am I talking about here? So, um, let's say, let's just take a look at a, a quad track, a Case IH quad track. Um, you know, let's talk about the STXs. Uh, all the way up here to like the 620s and things like that that are out now. So when the STXs came out, now, granted, we're talking quite a while ago at this point. We're talking 15 plus years ago. Um, that was like a 60 to $80 tractor. And then I kind of remember uh, when one of them, I don't remember if it was like an intro edition or a launch edition or something like that, broke the $100 mark. And I kind of remember thinking there, Ooh, wow, we're, we're at $100 tractors now. I mean, for regular tractors, obviously the precisions and the things of that nature, especially customs, uh, we're, we're well eclipsed that $100 mark. But up until that point, uh, most, most regular, you know, let's call them new in the box. I don't want to call them shelf models, but most regular tractors were under a hundred bucks. And I remember those four wheel drives came out <clears throat> and, uh, the, the first batch was still under a hundred bucks, but then, uh, kind of when like, let's call them generation two came out. Those were over a hundred bucks. Now I do remember before that the John Deere 9,400, which was a collector edition. It was over a hundred bucks, uh, before the case IH ones were, <clears throat> but you could get the regular 9,000 series John Deere four wheel drives again for like the $80 price range. It pretty much ran equal with the case IHs and others at that point. <clears throat> and I remember at the time, I mean, don't get me wrong, like $100 is still a lot of money, but it didn't bother me too much because there were already $100 toys. Like I said, the, the Precision Series, so on and so forth. And I guess I didn't think too much of it. But what we've seen <clears throat> is just this steady creep, um, constantly bumping up these prices uh, to where the last... Not the last, but the second to last quad track I bought um, was one of the anniversary, 60th anniversaries, and I paid well over $100 for it. I want to say $150, $160, something like that. Well, let's flash forward to now. Now, the newest set of quad tracks are out. They're like $200 plus. Uh, I saw a couple at a show last weekend that were in the $230 and $240 range. And I really start to cringe and get apprehensive when I'm spending a quarter of a thousand dollars on something. And now I mean, that might be a weird way to phrase that, but that's when I really kind of go, Ooh, okay. We're in the 200, $250 range. This is an expensive toy. And I get it to a lot of extent. Like I understand why the price of farm toys has kind of exploded. Um, the cost of everything has exploded. I mean, if you guys, if you guys have been to the grocery store, you know, if you guys have looked at a, uh, new vehicles, new trucks, new cars, you know, uh, houses, everything is crazy. So the increased cost in farm toys doesn't surprise me. Then there's a couple factors here. There's obviously the kind of well-known supply chain issues that we've, we have been talked about to death in the world. And I think has affected every industry on the planet at this point. 
uh, where th some things are harder to get than others, some things are harder to do than others. There is also just the increased cost of raw material, which is probably also a big factor, but it also plays back into the uh, cost of supply or the supply chain issues. The next thing, um, and I think it might be one of the bigger factors, is fuel costs. So obviously you have to ship things, and especially if you're talking 16 scale, you're talking fairly big, heavy tractors. And shipping really hurts, even if it's, if it's just from Dyersville, you know, Ertl HQ to our house, but it still had to get shipped from where it was made, which I think most of these are being made in Vietnam now, right, uh, to 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 Dyersville, then to my house or whatever. So it's, it's, it's frustrating and I share your frustration with it. And then the other thing, um, that's really frustrating to me. And this kind of ties in with new toy news is the, I want to call it manufactured scarcity. And I think there are two reasons for manufactured scarcity. One, uh, I think companies like Ertl, and I'm, I'm not necessarily just picking on Ertl here. I don't want anybody to think that. Uh, but Ertl is trying to kind of minimize how much they have to have on hand versus what they can sell. And so you see tractors like the 1066 that just came out. And that was listed as around a hundred, a hundred and twenty dollar tractor when it first was listed. Now you can't touch one for two hundred dollars, and that's really frustrating to me because uh, I, I, I wanted one. I should have just bought a case of it, like I had some common sense. But I'm just like again trying to be a little tight on my money and trying to prioritize versus just spending, and. Now they're they're harder to get. Now now I think that two hundred dollar price is going to soften some, but I think it may be a while, and I don't think it's going to get down to the that original hundred and twenty dollar price. Which if you would have got it at national within about the first two hours, you could have gotten that. But what was crazy and and what's frustrating to me is so that was a hundred and twenty dollar toy, and. They launch it national, and then I don't know for sure how this happens. They start selling or whatever, but all of a sudden one dealer, he's got his at 140, and then there's 150 and 160. By the end of national weekend, those things were listing for $200. Uh, whereas Thursday of national weekend, they were $120. So over four days, they went nuts in price. It's so frustrating to me. But... It is what it is. It's supply and demand or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, hey, I, I missed out on getting the 1066 because I didn't jump on it literally the first morning of National. So that's just the way it goes. The other thing, and I want to be careful here because I don't want to insult anybody, and I'm not going to say any specifics. Um, there's some dealer-induced scarcity as well. Now, what do I mean by that? There are dealers out there that are holding back, intentionally holding back toys to create scarcity. I personally think that's super shady. 
And unfortunately, I don't know, I don't want to say unfortunately, because it's not true. Because I know big volume dealers who are just the most wonderful people. They're just there to sell tractors. They're not trying to induce demand by holding tractors back. There are, there are some really big volume farm toy dealers that are fantastic in this hobby. Uh, first thing comes to mind, my friends at B&B Farm Toys, wonderful folks. Like, they're not playing any of the games. Like, they're, they're just doing what they can, selling for what they can. They, they're all about moving tractors. Um, and, and kind of making relationships with people. And, and there are many others like that too. So I don't, I don't want to like, you know, but there are some <laughs> that they will get cases upon cases. They will order extra cases that they know they're not going to sell right now just to lower the supply of tractors on the market so that they can jack up the, the price of tractors on the market. I think that sucks. I think it hurts our hobby, quite frankly. I think it hurts our hobby a lot. Uh, because what it ends up with, and I've talked to, I had, I had a really, um, really great conversation with a couple guys at the Richmond, Indiana show. And they basically told me that they're getting out. They're, they're getting out of the hobby because they see what's happening. They see that this is happening. They know it's happening. And they're like, if you can't expect to get a toy at a somewhat reasonable price, then why, why be in it at all? And I get that. Like, uh, you shouldn't have to pay $200 for a toy that was $120 four days later. And I know that somebody's going to say, well, it's the supply and demand. And, and it is to some extent. But again, there's a lot of artificially induced demand there. And it's, it's just not a good thing for a hobby long term uh, to do that. Now, the great news is there's a lot of tractors. There's a lot of dealers that don't play those games. And you just got to go to those guys. You just got to figure out who that is. Like I said, my good friends at B&B, they're never going to play those games with you. They just, if they got it, they'll sell it to you for a reasonable price. And I think they had, uh, I can't remember at this show, maybe 180 or something like that on the tractor, which is, you know... It, right now, if you look around, that's what a 1066 is going to go for. 180, 200, 220, oh, every once in a while, things like that. But uh, there's that. And then the other thing is um, farm toy prices are going up just because they can. Does that sound weird? It does. But think about some things. Like who predominantly buys farm toys? Farmers, people in the ag industry, all that sort of stuff. Those industries are booming right now. They're absolutely on fire because, you know, corn is seven plus dollars in our neck of the woods. Uh, that means if you are selling a load of corn right now compared to a couple years ago, three years ago, uh, a semi load of corn is, is, is netting you an extra three or four thousand dollars. So, um, there's a lot of money floating around in this hobby right now. And I think that's pretty evident from auctions and things of that nature. Uh, if you look at the auctions, things are nuts. I don't get it. Um, I've got a theory on auctions as well. Uh, I'll save that for another podcast. Uh, it's, it's a little silly, but I don't think I'm wrong on a lot of it, but, um, yeah, there's that. Anyway, that's enough doom and gloom. Toy prices are up. It's unfortunate. I hate it. Uh, I, I, I had to go up on my customs and I'm really afraid that in the not too distant future, my suppliers for parts. So my wheels and tires guys, and some of the other parts that I buy that I don't make myself, 
are going to go up as well. And I'm really afraid that I'm going to end up with a lot of $100 custom tractors. And you guys know, I mean, I can build a hundred, a $200 custom tractor, whatever. I can knock it out of the park with detail and do that. I don't like to do that and go and sell it at a show. I have customers that want those $150, $200 tractors for me. I build those on the side. I don't advertise those. I just build them when I can. Uh, everybody knows that I'm kind of slow and I, I'm not a quick builder. And so uh, I've just got a select group of people that I know aren't going to bother me about them and know that I'll get it to them when I get it to them. Um, and I, I will build those tractors. But for the most part, I try to build custom tractors that I can take to a toy show, I can have on my table, and that pretty much anybody can get. So I try to keep like 35 to $75 is kind of my sweet spot. And a lot of that depends on tires and other parts and things like that and what tractor I started with. So um, I'm really afraid that, that those numbers are going to have to come up. And that bothers me a lot because... Again, I, I want this hobby to grow. I want everybody to be able to buy lots of tractors and do displays or have a really great shelf full of custom tractors or new-in-the-box tractors, and, and I'm concerned about that. With that said, though, this hobby is strong as heck, and it's for the reasons I said below. The farm economy is amazing right now, so, and that's great. I'm, I'm very happy for it. Uh, I know pretty much everybody else that deals in this market is too, because there definitely have been some lean times in the farm toy world. And uh, right now things are pretty decent and it helps that we've got all these new um, media types like podcasting and social media to, to get the word out, to get these tractors out that they exist. And then we reach awesome people like you who uh, hopefully end up wanting them or at least listen to us and enjoy the hobbies. So that's that. So new toy news. I kind of want to talk about some new stuff. Uh, mainly I want to talk about the first gen Dodges. Speaking of price increase. <laughs> so the first gen Dodges hit from Outback Toys here in the last few weeks. Uh, they're nice. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Pretty nice little trucks there. Uh, I like them a lot. Going to do a video on them on the YouTube. Uh, you have to check that out over on the For the Love of Trackers channel. That should be up real soon. How about that? Real soon. Maybe up by the time you guys listen to this. But, um... It's it's a neat truck. Uh, it's a really neat $10 truck. The problem is it costs $15. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at on that. So the price of Greenlight has gone up as well. And as far as I can tell, the price of Greenlight has gone up quite a bit. Now, these first-gen Rams are... Uh, exclusive to Outback, at least for now. Greenlight always says exclusive, 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 and then then down the road we see other variations. I assume that's going to be the case because there's no way in heck they spent the tooling dollars just to let Outback sell these. But there's a bunch of variations. There's a there's a gray and silver combo. There's blue and white, red and white. Uh, there are polar truck variations. They're pretty neat actually. They've got a Big exhaust coming out of the hood, or the, not the hood, the bed of the truck. We've got weights on the front, big old tires on there. Really cool outfit. Pullers cost a tiny bit more than the regular ones. Not much, though. That's It's kind of negligible. I think it was like a dollar more at the last show I was at. So, not a big deal in terms of that. So, my overall thoughts uh, on the first-gen Dodges. Awesome $10 truck. 
okay $15 truck. <laughs> I know that's kind of silly, but it's it's just how I feel about it, unfortunately. I don't know. That's just the way it goes. But um, other than that, new news. I don't think uh, the last time I did a podcast, we knew about the 16-scale Prestige Select John Deere 8850. Oh, that's going to be epic. It's going to be pricey. It's going to be over $300. That's fine. That's just the way it's going to be uh, for high-detail toys now. Um, really looking forward to it, though. I, I'm i impressed by the prototype I saw, and I think that's going to be one of the great tractors. I think I said it about the WA-17 and 14. One of the best uh, new-in-the-box tractors, one of the you know, big company tractors ever made. I think this 8850 is going to top those. It looks like it. It looks incredible from what I've seen so far. So looking forward to that a whole bunch. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens with the Prestige Select Series after that. Obviously, they've got the IH Combine coming as well. Uh, I heard today that they are halfway to their sales goal to make that Combine. Uh, As you know, with this Prestige Select Series, they basically say if we can make X number, I don't know if it's 5,000 with the Combines or not, um, X number of Combines will make it. Uh, I think right now they have half of those pre-orders. So, um, I kind of expect that to go ahead and go through. It seems like there's quite a bit of hype for the IH Combine and all that. So, guys, I'm running up on like 22 minutes here on this podcast. Um, and I know I just kind of ranted and raved for a while. So what I want to do real quick before uh, before I get out of here, St. Louis show, first weekend of April, Gateway Farm Toy Show. That's one of the big ones, guys. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be doing a roundtable Friday night just outside of the ballroom. Hope you can come join us. Uh, we're just going to be talking farm toys. You can ask questions. We'll answer them. Um, whoever we get to to sit at the roundtable. I think I'm going to be uh, maybe sitting at the roundtable this time and probably some others. I don't know. We'll see. Um, after that, for us, Mark Twain Show, Quincy, Illinois Farm Toy Show is back uh, after Mr. Guard had some health issues and had to take a step back for a year there, and then and then we had the COVID year before that, it is back. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for that show. My all-time favorite farm toy show. It's not a huge show. It's not a small show. It's just a great show. Uh, lots of variety. Wonderful people. Um, if you're anywhere in the Quincy, Illinois area on that, uh, let's see, that's like the 23rd or so of February, like that that weekend. If you're anywhere in that neighborhood, you got to stop by. Fun, fun show. It is at the um, hotel that's right behind Home Depot. That helps. Right off the interstate there. Pretty easy to get to. And then uh, after that is the big boy, Lafayette, uh, a couple weeks after the Quincy show. Lafayette, uh, new venue this year. Uh, Cameron Farmer, who is uh, in charge of that show with Jordan Austin, posted pictures of the venue today. Yeah, it's massive. I'm looking forward to this show. Um, I always look forward to the Lafayette show. It's a wonderful time. I think this year is going to be something special. I really do. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys are too. So uh, that gives you three really good shows uh, to look out for. There are some other shows, of course, smaller shows in the area. Check out the Toy Farmer for those or Facebook, places like that usually post and they'll be posted up. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Sorry I kind of went a little goofy long here. Uh, Next time, I will have a tractor of the week. I'll talk about a couple more new items, and I hope to do it within a couple weeks, not like this long delay like we had this time. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. 
watching. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know it, all the places, For the Love of Tractors, ForTheLoveOfTractors.com. You've got parts and tractors and all sorts of stuff like that. We appreciate everything, guys. I really do. It's amazing. If you see me out at the shows, give me a holler. Say hi. Have yourselves an awesome day, and happy tractor hunting.